Hi, my name is Sam Fudo, and welcome to the sixth episode of my podcast, Understanding Healthcare. Today, I was able to speak with Dr. Rama Malampali, the chair of the Department of Internal Medicine at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center, about the importance of primary care in reducing health inequities and disparities, in addition to opportunities and trends moving forward in medicine that improve accessibility and quality of care. Dr. Malampali is a renowned physician scientist with a background in internal medicine and specializes in pulmonology and critical care. He also has experience in the clinical, research, and educational aspects of healthcare. So, here's my interview with Dr. Malampali. Good afternoon, Sam. Dr. Malampali, it's uh, really a pleasure to have you here today. Uh, in your current role as chair of the Department of Internal Medicine at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center, I believe you have an important perspective not only on the past year with regard to the pandemic, but also the future of care and improving outcomes. Now more than ever, primary care is a key driver in reducing inequities and disparities in care, while at the same time creating innovative solutions to improve affordability, accessibility, and quality of care. Again, it's uh, a pleasure to have you, Dr. Malampali. Um, you know, uh, what has your experience been uh, throughout the past year as a primary care physician, and what reflections do you have on the, the changes that have been made due to COVID-19 in order to sort of sustain, you know, a high level quality of care, you know, even in virtual times, and we're sort of, we've, we've shifted back, but just during this whole period of time? Yes, I think the biggest uh, improvement has been improving access to our patients through uh, telehealth, specifically using uh, televisits, e-consults, other marketing strategies to enroll our patients. And I think that together with uh, newer modalities like using machine learning, artificial intelligence will optimize uh, access to our patients as we move forward. Yeah. Um, uh, my father is an in, uh, internist at university hospitals in Cleveland, and he often talks about sort of these long-term impacts, uh, you know, that we're already starting to see, uh, you know, but we're just sort of at the tip of the iceberg uh, with regard to COVID-19. I know you spent much of your career, uh, you know, treating patients with severe pneumonia, respiratory syndrome. Um, I guess I'm speaking specifically to, you know, those who maybe weren't hospitalized, but who still face clear side effects and hurdles to recovery. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, you know, especially as it relates to the importance of primary care? I think primary care will have a very important role in terms of following, on, following up on patients who have COVID-19. Here at Ohio State, uh, we are actually opening up a COVID-19 uh, clinic to follow up on these patients who may have long-term sequelae, such as post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, trouble with shortness of breath, uh, impaired lung function. So that's something that we're doing. I think that'll be really important in terms of finding out the long-term um, consequences of this illness. Thank you. And like you just mentioned at Ohio State, you know, sort of the clinical research and educational aspects of healthcare sort of coalesce in a really sort of uh, interesting and unique way. Um, you've had many experiences from each of those perspectives. Can you speak to the interdisciplinary nature of your work and the importance of teamwork and motivating others in medicine? I think it's important moving forward to understand the basic biology of some of these respiratory illnesses, uh, both from a laboratory standpoint, as it then can be linked with clinical care. I think that obtaining human samples, blood banks, uh, specimens from uh, tracheal lung aspirates uh, and other type of uh, samples will be really important to understand what's going on in various infections and then using that biology to go ahead uh, and transform in terms of therapeutics that can be used to treat uh, severe infections like COVID-19. Yeah, and, and I guess, can we, can we touch on a little bit, you know, uh, that a lot of that, those actions, those deal with so many people in so many of the different areas of the healthcare system that we're currently in. Uh, how, how do you view sort of healthcare has gotten so much more sort of team oriented uh, uh, throughout the past many decades? Can you speak to that? How does that, how does that influence the work you do in your current role as chair of the Department of Internal Medicine? Yeah, 
part of the role of what we're trying to do is really bring investigators and scientists and trainees alike into the same pod or group interdisciplinary activity to really address fundamental questions. So whether it's bringing in scientists who are PhDs or bring in uh, clinician investigators and, and uh, providers and, and also advanced practice providers in nursing to go ahead and really tackle some of the wellness issues as well as how do you optimize treatment by capturing expertise of complementary expertise of all the different uh, healthcare providers. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, you know, going forward, you know, what changes have already been made and or uh, what changes need to be made uh, to improve access and affordability moving forward? I know you spoke to uh, telehealth and AI a minute ago, you know, but as care becomes more sort of value-based and outcome-driven based on incentives we see coming from CMS and things like this, you know, what do you think are the key opportunities or, or trends moving forward, uh, especially as it, I guess, relates to primary care, because that seems to be the most sort of changing aspect, because, you know, we're meeting people where they are now in terms of home care and things like this. Can you speak to that? Healthcare is moving more from inpatient to outpatient. So we're trying to optimize the outpatient operation, get support from that from third-party payers. A lot of our managed-based contracts are quality-based. So we want to provide the best product at a low price to our patients. Patients also want their care at, at home and closer to their home. So things like telemedicine, remote monitoring, and also home-based care, mobile care will be something that'll come uh, forth in the future as we uh, deal with the, and provide the optimal care for these patients. Yeah, you know, because we're seeing a lot of this care become sort of more more targeted uh, towards, uh, you know, the patient directly. Last question, for young people who are interested in medicine, you know, what advice would you give based on your career and experience if you talked about in those three areas, education, research, and, and, and academia, you know, what, what advice can you give and, and why, what keeps you going and motivated to sort of serve the broader public and, and improve health and well-being? I think the important thing is really providing um, care that's going to uh, deal with patients who are suffering. And we want newer uh, trainees to come in and think about altruism to really provide, uh, you know, care for these patients and, and think about uh, their health needs and and, and also uh, trainees are interested in science and, and developing new knowledge as we go ahead and move uh, treatment forward in in, uh, in that area. Uh, Dr. Malapelli, thank you so much. I know it's it's been kind of crazy, but again, oh, I really want to thank you for doing this and making time today. Very good, Sam. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to that interview, and I hope it was informative not only about the COVID-19 pandemic and its implications for healthcare delivery but also the future of care and subsequent impacts on patients, physicians, healthcare organizations, and the regulatory agencies that are responsible for creating innovative payment models that encourage greater innovation and accessibility of care. I hope you all are doing well and staying safe. And remember, we can't just consume healthcare. We have to understand healthcare. <laughs>